0: Hey contractors, welcome to The Contractor's Playbook. I'm your host, Michael Gogan, and on this podcast, we will be talking with experts in the industry and getting real about their failures, successes, and lessons learned. I'll be joined in studio by our producer, Isaac Moore. Man, Isaac, that that might have been one of, if not my favorite conversations we've had on the podcast thus far. Uh, Jonathan Sherwood uh, with Roofers Helping Roofers, um, good friend of mine, but just just a great guy and I mean he he just talked so much about how he wanted to invest in the industry and invest in other people um, led to roofers helping roofers um, but the line that I love that he uses all the time is you know he's paid a lot of dumb tax and now it's his yeah. goal to, to help others maybe not pay so much dumb tax to get to where he's at today um, what do you think of the conversation we had with Jonathan
1: I thought it was fantastic I mean and he talks about this later on in this conversation but to see someone who has set aside his own ego and pride as much as he has uh and is just being honest you know he's being so upfront with people that he works with and just trying to uh, pass things along right he talks about stealing shamelessly a lot and just basically invites people to do that with his content so uh, this is a fantastic conversation
0: yeah absolutely i think the people are going to really enjoy this one let's go ahead and jump in What's up everyone. Welcome back to the contractor's playbook joined today by Jonathan Sherwood roofers, helping roofers. Uh, Jonathan, you got your hands in so many things right now. Um, doing a lot of awesome things. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day and, and joining us here to, you know, just share some of your knowledge on, on what you're doing with roofers, helping roofers.
2: Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. I, uh, always want to carve out time whenever there's the ability to. uh, collaborate with yourself and, and company cam, you know, being a national guy, uh, in commercial roofing, uh, I can't tell you how much company cam has made me efficient and made my life easier, especially with jobs going on all over the country.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and you know, usually I just dive into questions. My first question with this one is let's, let's dig into this roofers helping roofers. You know, what led you to, um, deciding, Hey, I need to trademark this roofers helping roofers. And this really can be a business for me versus, you know, where it started with you just, you know, answering questions here and there. Um, what, what kind of led to that shift and how successful has that been for you so far?
2: You know, that's a great question. I get that question, uh, everywhere that I go and almost every conference that I'm involved in, whether it's a panel or speaking or breakout sessions, something along those lines. And people are always like, you know, what is roofers helping roofers? And it was never something that I had planned to execute or a business or entity that I was building and had this business plan for is completely organically grown. And it just came from collaborating with other peers in the industry and celebrating their wins with them and just having a heart and passion for the industry and just helping folks. Uh, you know, I try to cultivate relationships that bring value to both parties involved. So the easiest way to say it is if there's two parties involved, both sides need to be winning at all times. Well. I originally started by just kind of the Gary V model in my social media. You know, I wanted to document what I was doing and give away that value for free. I started doing that and contractors from all over the nation started calling me. Hey, what would you do in this situation? Hey, what would you do to come out and help me with this? Or FaceTiming me on roofs. Hey, I have this roof system. I'm not super familiar with it. I haven't done a lot of commercial. What would you do uh, in this scenario? And there was no monetary uh exchange done at this time it was just me you know helping out and just truly trying to help them well that just kept on cultivating and becoming more and more consistent i was like wow we're on to something here in the industry i might as well trademark it that took all of two years to get the trademark done and just really make it official and then at this point there's individual consulting where we'll spend the day with them there's the speaking engagements that you see me do and then there's the project procurement and fulfillment for industry peers or their contractors all across the nation. And those clients are usually two different types of clients. Yeah, one, and one of my favorites, are the guys who have done like no commercial or just a little bit of commercial or predominantly residential and want to get propelled into the field because they can duplicate themselves by watching me steal shamelessly and open their own commercial divisions down the road. And I may go and start by putting on their shirt, walking the roofs with them, showing them how I gather data, building the pro- proposals for them, telling them where they should sell it at retail market and offer them full turnkey services at a very aggressive margin so I can leave the meat on the bone for them. And then the flip side of that coin is I have large organizations. uh, We'll use Northwest as a good example, who, you know, there's no reinventing the wheel for them. Very successful, very uh, well-known company. And they may just bring me in for some turnkey work on just foam and coatings, what my specialty is, and that's it. And just expect a very aggressive price, everything be done perfect and correct, and then get out of there and let them kind of do what they're doing. And that's what it's developed to over time. Uh, we do do full-day consulting is too, as well. And as you know, I'm part of the CRA, or Commercial Roofing Academy, with the Reeds and Steve Patrick. And there, that's really you know, a two-day quick startup and then a one-year program where it's just like the open playbook to commercial roofing. My consulting is very heavy on what I feel uh, I'm good at and my expertise in it is in. And that's going to be very sales-heavy very marketing heavy, very getting in the opportunities and then obviously foam and coatings. Cause that's really what I teach at the CRA and that's really what I feel comfortable and competent with. So mine are full day. And then it's a uh, coaching throughout the year. CRA is a two day and it's just a vast of everything, you know, developing the entire business to a commercial strategy. So really cool how it just happened. Uh, never was planned completely organic and it is what you see today.
0: Yeah. So a couple of things I really want to unpack there. Um, First off, and it's kind of been a theme here lately, Isaac, with us on our our episodes. But staying in your lane has kind of, you know, been a theme through a few of these podcast episodes, and I think that it really shows its head in what you're doing. Um, a, I think the contracting world's evolving. I, I don't care if you're in roofing, HVAC, whatever it is. It's evolving to a point where, a, now if you mess something up. Everybody knows about it, as opposed to just that one person. Um, you know, you've got it's easy to give somebody a review and say, "Man, they they ruined this project for me," and you tell the world. Uh, but I think contractors are starting to open up to where they're saying, "You know what? I'm going to put my pride aside and I'm going to bring Jonathan in to help me on this one," or "I'm going to put my pride aside and I'm going to reach out to an HVAC company that's local that's you know done commercial work all this." you know, all their lives and I'm going to learn and I'm going to get better is, is that a change that you've been noticing that contractors are, you know, more willing to put their pride aside and say, Hey, never done this before. And instead of, you know, messing up the job or even just quoting the job wrong, because you do a huge commercial job and you quote it wrong probably put your business out of out of business pretty quickly. Um, Is that kind of something you're starting to see in the industry that, you know, the humility and contractors are really willing to seek out advice and to learn?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, several years ago when uh, this roofer stuff, helping roofers were just organically growing uh, and we didn't know what we were on to yet. It was still a time where contractors really weren't working with other contractors. You know, this industry was kind of known for, like you were saying, you know, stay in your lane. People didn't share where the good hail was at. People didn't share their subcontractors. People didn't say, hey, look, let me come partner with you on this deal because we can get it done together appropriately and we can each share the monies that are involved. It was more of this is what I can get for me. And I always say this, it's hooray for me and forget you. You know, that was kind of the contractor mentality. I felt that in the industry, that the industry was coming to a place where it was looking for leaders of what is right and not followers of what is wrong. Because the industry itself has had a little bit of a bad rap in some of the stuff that goes on. But the reality of it is some of my best friends and some of the greatest people I ever met are in this industry. And we have a phenomenal industry. And those people have begun to rise up as influential leaders in this industry. And I think that is developing into what you're actually seeing now where we're getting this collaboration and collaboration is huge now, but here's the thing about it. Everybody was afraid to collaborate because they didn't want to lose anything. But we begun to realize that with collaborating, we can get, we can quantify and get much more done. And like I said earlier, business is stealing shamelessly. If you can set as a man, your pride and your ego down, and be willing to learn from another contractor in the industry and then duplicate yourself within them and then apply it to your systems, you don't have to pay all the dumb tax of trying to figure it out and losing money, learning the hard way and can immediately scale your business and start making more monies and not find yourself in a position like you said, where it's not bid appropriately and taking a large loss or even something that could wipe out your commercial division. So I think we're seeing this collaboration and it really is Something that's changed in the industry, and I'm just so thankful that it just kind of happened, and I was able to be one of the pioneers in doing that, and get to collaborate myself. There's stuff I learned from just reflecting my own business model and other things that I'm not super familiar with. So I'm a big fan. I'm not only a teacher, but a student of what it is that uh, you know I'm always preaching about.
0: Absolutely, the best. I mean, the best teachers are. You know, lifelong learners—they're constantly learning. Uh, I want to dive into something you said there—the dumb tax. I love that line, and I know I've heard you say it before, but I also know our our buddy Paul Reed says he uses the dumb tax line as well. And you know, he's he's getting up there in age. He's paid a lot of dumb tax in his day, and he's put his his pride aside. I mean, he's paid a lot of dumb tax. I'm sure. He still brings you in to work on, you know, what you're best at, and I, th- I think that in and of itself says a lot. Where no matter how much dumb tax you've paid, no matter how good you are, if there's somebody better at something and you can both eat, partner with them, uh, is that kind of is is that the mentality of just overall roofers helping roofers? Is hey, let us help you with what you're not familiar with, you're not comfortable with. And in turn, we're, we're all going to eat we're all going to get better?
2: Absolutely. And it doesn't even mean that there we have to gain monetarily from everything. It can be just helping people and having phone calls with them and passing along people in their network or their area to help them and just helping them make key relationships because it is a relationship business to get accomplished what it is they're trying to achieve, even if it's not a good fit or I'm not in a position to do it. So it's just setting self aside and being willing to help. And it's crazy you mentioned Paul because Paul and I are close friends and he's a very influential individual and humble individual in this industry. And he has had a huge influence Uh, On my life. Uh, You know, I use the dumb tag phrase just because I've been around him so much. Uh, You know, it kind of been drilled into my mind just from hanging out with him. But I would have to say, on a personal level, uh, he radically transformed my life just in being his friend and being around him. So I didn't grab a lot from him from the business level because I was already a commercial roofing contractor. I learned a lot as a businessman on how he operates his entity, which was very useful for me to plug into mine. But I learned. More than I could ever explain on being a good man, being a good husband, being a stand up individual in the industry and allowing people to see you transparently for who you are and let them know it's okay to be you and still be a good individual and walk it out in the industry and still be a little rough around the edges like myself. That was a radical transformation that happened just from being connected to that individual. So, I mean, that was you couldn't even put a price tag on that.
0: Absolutely. And I I think one thing that you do very well, Paul does exceptionally well, um, it it goes back to that building of relationships. And I'm a firm believer that if you build relationships that are genuine and you build them for the right reasons, they're going to pay dividends in some way, shape, or form. They're not always going to be a one-to-one like, hey, I called Jonathan up. Jonathan set me up with this particular company or you know, helped me down this path. You may never financially gain from that, but by doing good for others and building those genuine relationships, who knows what that person's going to do for you down the road. And I think the big thing is it's not that you enter the relationship saying, well, you know, if I'm, if I do good for this guy today, he's going to do good for me tomorrow, but it's, Hey, I'm genuinely entering into this relationship. And I know if I enter into positive relationships over time, it's going to help me in everything that I do, and I think I think that's one thing that you do really well. I know Paul is is crushing it in in work and in life on that same idea of building relationships. Um, so let's let's shift our focus a little bit because you had mentioned and alluded to the CRA just a little bit. So I can you know be part of roofers helping roofers and. Bring you out for a day. Have you help us with specific projects? Um, maybe I haven't landed that specific project that I need to reach out and ask for help on. Is the CRA kind of my my avenue into learning the you know the dumb tax without having to pay for it? Um, you know, on a job is that kind of what the CRA's mentality is?
2: So the CRA, I would say, is for the contractor who is looking for the entire playbook to be laid out from them for start to finish on getting into commercial sales heavy and, you know, systems heavy and marketing heavy like mine, but also how you handle the sales guys, how you pay the sales guys, how you handle your accounting, how you handle your insurance. And then on top of it, you get to lay at the feet and sit at the feet of some of the top industry performers And leaders and learn directly for us. So you don't pay the dumb tax like that we're talking about. Because the reality of it is, I mean, I can speak for myself, but I'm sure it relates to everybody else. The reason I'm at where I'm at today isn't because I'm so good. It's because I made so many mistakes that now I'm good at what I do. So I don't make those mistakes anymore. So for those that come and they pay the tuition and sit before us, don't have to pay those costly mistakes that we've already made because we made them for them. And as long as we just deliver it to them on how to alleviate that and stay away from it, they don't have to worry about those things. So I would say CRA, if you're looking for entire playbooks, start to finish, developing your entire commercial division, it is phenomenal. Um, And you'll have Steve Patrick, Paul, Kim Reed myself and a lot of very good guest speakers that come in and manufacturers and sponsors. And then mine, sales heavy, uh, foam and fluid heavy, marketing heavy, just really getting into those jobs and then specifically selling foam and coatings is a good option there. Uh, If you want it all, CRA is where it's at because you obviously get mine along with everything else that we discussed as well.
1: Man, Jonathan with some great resources there with the Commercial Roofing Academy. We're going to take a quick break We will be right back with more from the Contractors Playbook.
2: This episode of the Contractors Playbook is brought to you by CompanyCam. CompanyCam brings documentation, communication, and liability protection together in one simple, easy-to-use app for you and your entire team. Take photos and videos, upload and scan documents, share custom reports, and even communicate and share progress with homeowners—all from your smartphone. CompanyCam is the only app every contractor needs. Check it out at companycam.com or in your app store.
1: And we are back with a great convo with Jonathan Sherwood. Here is your host, Michael Gogan.
0: So let's. Uh, I love the the I, the concept of dumb text because everybody's gotten to where they're at, and anybody that says they there wasn't a little luck involved along the way is lying to you. Honestly, like and. I would guarantee that there were landmines out there. You paid dumb tax, John, and you probably narrowly squeaked by a few times. There was a little element of luck and you said, Whew, that could have gone even worse than it did uh, for you. If you could, uh, obviously you know if roofers helping roofers wasn't out there cra wasn't out there but if you could do it all over again and there was a roofers helping roofers and a cra obviously some of the dumb tax you paid has really shaped who you are and helped get you to where you are today but how important would that have been for you to start learning and growing as like a professional earlier in your career would like if these things were out there would have just expedited where you're at today
2: Absolutely. You know, I probably would have shaved, to be honest with you, just three years off a commercial alone. Uh, Just just right there in the beginning, I would have definitely shaved time, which would have saved me money. Um, I had to learn everything and go through it all and try different systems. You know, an entrepreneur is somebody who tries different things, find out what's working and then applies it immediately and is quickly willing to fail their way to success. If I would have had some roofers helping roofers or CRA or something like that, I could have eliminated a lot of failures, which means I could have held on to more cash flow, which means I could have pumped the cash flow into things that were producing, and I wouldn't have had to learn some of the tough lessons that I learned. But they didn't really have a lot of stuff like that when I was getting into this i mean i've been doing this 13 years now 13 years ago roofers were not helping roofers (laughs) i mean not even close so absolutely and if it wasn't cra and if it wasn't roofers helping roofers so i don't sound biased what i would have done is where i would have started is i would have built really valuable relationships with the manufacturers and distribution and leaned on them to connect me with key uh, individuals to get the help that i needed to grow in the areas that i wanted to grow
0: That's a great answer because obviously not everybody joining us, we're the contractor's playbook. And so not everybody joining us is going to be a roofing contractor. We're going to have painting, HVAC, but they all have manufacturers of whatever that is that they're installing or using. And I think that's such a great point that these manufacturers, not only do they have a wealth of knowledge and have a, a ton of connections, but they're honestly eager to share that stuff out. They have no they have no reason to keep it a secret. They want all of their, you know, contractors to be successful. And so if you're listening to this, that's a that's a nugget right there from Jonathan is, you know, if there's not in your space that place to turn for education. I I think now we're kind of in a time where most of the verticals have some sort of education for you. But reach out to your manufacturers and your suppliers like they have a wealth of knowledge that they're willing to share because they want you to succeed just as much as you do. Uh, that's that's putting food on their table. So that's a, that's a huge point there um, on the contractor's playbook. I always like to tie in some sort of sports analogy and you've used the line "steal shamelessly a few times. And I come from the coaching world and that's, I mean, that's the name of the game. I, I, I vividly remember a, a time where my youngest son and I were in San Antonio. My oldest and my wife were in bed already. And Brad Stevens walked in the in the door of the hotel. And as a coach, he's one of my idols. And I, I had to get a picture and I start talking to him. And I'm telling him about a play that I stole shamelessly from him that I use every game. And he's like, yeah, he finishes the play for me as I'm describing it. And he's like that is a great place. Like I actually stole that from a Euro league game, Slovenia back in blah, blah, blah. And he rattled off where he got that from. And and for me, it was like such a like powerful time where I'm like, here I am thinking I stole that for Brad Stevens and Brad Stevens is saying, no, I know exactly the play you're talking about. And I got it from here um, for you. Is that kind of that same story or principle What gets people to where they're at in the contracting world is, you know, finding stuff that works and replicating that in a system that you can manage for your business.
2: Yeah, I think it's finding something that works and then putting your own little twist on it and then duplicating it so that it becomes yours because you put that twist on it. You know, I think King Solomon said it best. Nothing is new under the sun. There's nothing new going on. That how do you hire that hasn't already been done? So when we think we have these innovative thoughts, it's been done before. It just comes down to like what I said earlier. Put the pride and ego to the side. See somebody that's doing something better than you or knows something better than you. Find out, maybe even connect with them, find out what they're doing, put your twist on it, and then plug it immediately in your business and just be happier scaling quicker instead of trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Any any advice that you would have? Um or biting that bullet, because I, I, I think putting that pride aside and you know pumping the brakes on your ego can be—it's really hard. Have you seen any contractors like go from too prideful to ask for help to now they're asking for help? And any tips or tricks on how I can get to where I can make that make that happen, or is it just an internal thing that you have to be able to fight with yourself?
2: You know that pride and ego for men and men in their industry even myself is a battlefield and it really comes down in my opinion to evaluating who you are and what you really want from your career or from your life and you have to ask yourself do I want to find out what these other individuals are doing and jump right in and start doing what they're doing and be successful from it Or do I want to muscle it out and show everybody I can do it my way and learn the hard way, which some people choose either one of the two roads. But I think those that look at it from a clear headed judgment, it's probably better to set aside the difficulties within the field of your mind and your ego and really learn what's going on. And and be better for your business and the people underneath you in your business, since leadership comes from the head down, than it is the muscle through it. And for me, you know, I was a real knucklehead. It took me a long time to get things right. We all know I'm in recovery. It's no secret. I'm on the board for roofers and recovery. So I'm a prime example of what it means to take majority of your life to learn the hard way. But I'm just glad that I finally decided to just let up on myself a little bit and start learning and taking directive from other people so I could get to where I'm at today and where I feel like I'm continuing to go. So it just really depends on how long of the road you wanna take. And are you thinking about just yourself and selfishness? Or are you thinking about how your decision affects those you're connected to, being your business and your staff and your family at home?
0: For sure, I love that answer. And I, I think to myself, you know, Pride and ego are definitely something everybody has Has that pride and ego that they have to put aside at some point in time and that it's there in some capacity. But where it's really evident is I'm sure it is fulfilling to muscle through the, some of these times and be like, you know what, I did this on my own. This is self-built. I didn't need help. That probably is fulfilling for the people that do succeed. But guess who you're not talking to? All of the people that tried to muscle through it and failed and i guarantee if you have a conversation with them they're gonna say i wish i would have reached out for help whether whether that's in business and life um and, and you mentioned roofers and recovery and i think that's such a a great example or kind of a segue into roofers and recovery is man i got to be able to admit that i need some help with this and lo and behold there's a lot of people out there to help support this um So for you, is that just kind of been your, your mentality here lately is I want to be that, that voice of reason, voice of help, voice of hope for no matter what it is, whether it's somebody that needs help with recovery, whether it's a roofing contractor, is that just kind of where, where you're at now in your life?
2: Yeah. So for me, you know, there's something that really sits with me when it comes to the recovery and what you brought up. And actually there's two things. One. You know, I always focus that it's spiritual progression, not spiritual perfection, because I know I'll never be able to get to perfection. And the other thing is it talks about, you know, each day recovery begins when one alcoholic addict shares experience, strength and hope with another alcoholic addict. So all I ever want to do is just share my experience, strength and hope with others and hope that it brings freedom to them in that. I've learned that just sharing with guys and being able to talk and relate with them is what gets them to where they're ready to get in recovery. So for me, that's where I'm at now. I mean, I could get into how I used to be, but nobody wants to hear about that. Cause I just was a real piece of shit, to be honest with you. Um, so that's kind of where I'm living my life at, but I, you know, I, I always say this, and this is kind of correlates to what we're saying, you know, people all the time, including myself, I'm a man want to talk about what they're good at, right? You know, they like when people ask, you know, what are you good at? So I'll ask people what are they good at, but I always follow it with this. What is the thing that you struggle the most with? And what are you doing to help with yourself in that situation? Because the cool thing is, there's stuff that, just take the three of us right here on this podcast. There's stuff that each of you can do way better than me. And there's stuff that I can do way better than you guys. And if we are willing to help each other, the stuff that we do better than one another and trade off, we just become better individuals altogether. Doesn't even matter what your belief system is; it just works.
0: Yeah, now that's that's really awesome because I, I truly, until we dove into this conversation, didn't realize like obviously roofers helping roofers is for the good of of the industry, and roofers in recovery is for the good of humanity, but also good of the industry, but I didn't realize how many similarities and like your line of questioning there of, you know, what are you good at and what's something that, you know, you're not great at, or you can do better, those kind of things. I think that's such a valuable thing for anybody, even whether they're asked it, um, or even just to look in the mirror and say, Hey, what do I do really well? And what can I do better? What can I get better at? And, you know, you're kind of the epitome of that, Jonathan. Like, you're you're definitely a driving force in this industry. Um, you, you, you've mentioned Paul. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people even take your guys leadership and how you guys are doing things and start to do it themselves. And the industry as a whole is just getting better. And so, um, I appreciate what you're doing for the industry. I want to leave with one final question here. We're on the Contractors Playbook obviously you know in sports there's things where you say man if only i would have done that sooner for you what's the what's that one thing that you say you know i've been in this industry for 13 years but if only i would have started doing this sooner i'd be so much better off today than i am
2: so mine's going to be a little bit of career orientated and heavy on the personal side orientated but I'm just going to give you the rigorous, rigorous honesty on this. If only I would have started living on God's terms and not John's terms sooner, and if only I would have got sober sooner, I would can only imagine. But with that being said, I don't live in regret because I'm so thankful that I'm sober and I even have the ability today to walk out my life because I got out easy and it's a miracle that I'm even alive. But if I could have got sober and I could have started living life on God's terms sooner and not my own who knows but that's the only thing I if I could have done sooner I would have done Absolutely. so you know I tell people all the time you know and not everybody struggles with alcoholism and drinking and drinking and and doing drugs and addiction I know plenty People that know how to drink like a gentleman or drink like a classy lady and stuff, you know. I thought everybody just drinks a whole bottle of tequila when they open it up with no glass. I just thought that's the way things went, but that's <laughs> not the way things go. But the people that are struggling with, with this and they do have any addiction or alcoholism, today's a good day to get sober. And if they come to Roofers in Recovery, we'll mess up their drinking.
0: I love it. I love it. And just like the whole the whole concept of this conversation is kind of centered around there's landmines out there and you know, you've got to avoid them and doing anything in your power to avoid those landmines is going to be, is going to be key. Fortunately, John, you avoided all the landmines and you're, you're in an awesome spot today. Uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us. Uh, And those of you listening, we appreciate you as always. We'll uh, see you guys next time.
2: Yes, sir. And one thing I always like to do too, whenever I'm asked to go on a podcast You know, I talk about giving value away for free. So I always like to give something away for free. So if the people that are listening, go to roofershelpingroofers.net. It gives them a free 25 minute video on know your craft, know your client, set expectation and slowing down. And the four points that made me successful in commercial and how I got to where I'm at, at no charge, and they can watch the entire video, put their own twist on it, steal shamelessly and apply it to their business
0: absolutely roofers helping uh roofers.net again appreciate you john and we'll see you guys later thanks guys.
1: wow we hope you all enjoyed that combo as much as we did with jonathan sherwood roofers helping roofers roofers in recovery commercial roofing academy the guy has his hands in a lot of different cookie jars but uh some inspirational things there from him hope you learned something valuable there Uh, for michael gogan and myself that will do it for this round of the contractor's playbook but we will see you next time right back here